All right, Greg, welcome to today's How to Jab and Knock Out the Competition with the J&K Podcast Show. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Awesome. I know this is going to be a really thought-provoking uh, episode today. So let's, Greg, let's just jump right in. Um, obviously, your representative Sandler training, which really, you know, encompasses a lot of different things. People maybe sometimes on the outside think, well, sales is just sales. All you're doing is selling me a pen or all you're doing is just telling me here, sign here because, uh, you know, you need this car. You need, you know, X, Y, Z. But we know and you know from experience that there's a lot more to it than just, you know, the perception of, well, you're just trying to sell me something, right? So yeah. let's jump into the first topic. Let's talk about the virtual pivot. <laughs> <laughs> that we've experienced, right? I can't believe it's been a year now. Um, time is flying Hard by, but talk to me from your experience or your perspective on what are trends that you're seeing from a selling standpoint as it relates to really utilizing the virtual technologies out there to discuss, you know, compelling events or discuss their core competencies from a sales perspective on, you know, how you're seeing sales rep utilize you know, virtual tools like that. Sure. So I think the first thing is um, I'll, I'll throw it back at you uh, yep. just as a, because I'm a trivia guy and, and I love statistics and yep. all that fun stuff. But if you had to guess right now, um, salespeople as a whole, all right, I don't care if it's an individual or a massive, you know, enterprise selling team, what have you, percentage zero to a hundred percent. How many do you, do you think if you had to guess are actually utilizing video as a selling tool? I have a number. I'm going to say 10%. 5%. Wow. It's insanely underutilized. It's insanely underutilized. And I think some of it, and, and look at, I, I've, I'll, I will always say this, Chris, um, it's just from experience and what I'm seeing. And then, and then experts, and you brought it up to me, you know, some of the stuff I use with Vidyard and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, these are some of the percentage we're seeing. And most people just, they don't know how to do it. They're a little nervous about it. Um, I'll even use the term scared because, you know, you can teach a, an old dog a, a, a few new tricks or two and it's, it's possible. But some of the trends that we're seeing, um, using it as a, as a personalized, using video as a personalized intro with, uh, with customers, with prospects, um, it's not just for marketing anymore. And, and full disclosure, folks, like Chris and I have known each other for a while. We talk on LinkedIn and face-to-face and, -face and, and a lot less because of, of COVID, but uh, we still speak uh, virtually. And, you know, LinkedIn is a great tool. Video adds another component to it. So being able to have those intros that are personalized are one huge, huge step forward. Uh, still using it for marketing. Um, also using it as referral tools, whether it's for or giving, um, and as a tool to give a recommendation or um, uh, reference for someone else. Say if, if, hey, Chris, I don't know if I should use you. Hey, I know uh, Joe, Joe Smith across the street. Let me ask him to, to talk with you. And that's another added uh, reference tool uh, to help sell um, opportunities. I'm going to, I want to hit on that really quick because I think it's important to really delve into the reference piece a little bit in, in that it's easier now. Um, and, and I love that you said, you know, reps are maybe intimidated. I mean, look, when I first started using video, I was intimidated. You don't think it took me 10 tries <laughs> 
to practice what I was going to say, like trying to pretend yes. like I, I didn't sound robotic, right? And I remember the yes. first one I did took me like 45 minutes, Greg, for like a two minute video. But if you can do it, and then you, it's like riding a bike, then you get yes. comfortable with it, and then you start doing it more. And then you know you can start to become more engaging, and people are starting to like what you're doing because, again, you've got that video, visual, video representation that you didn't have in the past. Anyway, getting back to the, the, the referral, the reference piece of it, it's easier yeah. now because now if you've got client A that is just in love with you and you know you have them in your back pocket, you can easily bring them in on a Zoom meeting with a prospect. Like yes. the days have changed where you're not, you know, trying to figure out, hey, marketing, run an event because I need ABC testimonial to talk on our behalf, right? So to me, that aspect of it should be easier <laughs> for sales if they know how to use the tool, but are but they're also not afraid <laughs> of jumping right in and leveraging the power of video. Yeah. And, and I'll give, you know, look, at, I'll give Vidyard a shameless plug. Um, I do, you know, Rachel, she, she's the head of, uh, of strategic partnerships for them. They're, they're based out of Toronto. Um, she's been a, a, like just such a key to not just my success, but many in Sandler. Um, just being able to help us and make this tool. First of all, Vidyard as a whole is, is very inexpensive. If, if you're a company, uh, I did it myself for a very long time before we, we, uh, use it as a team. Um, the last I looked, there's a free version, which most uh, companies will give. So you can try it out. I think the monthly for me was, I did it month to month at the time. It was like 19 bucks a month. Um, totally worth my in investment because the intuitiveness of it and the analytics that I get from it. So for everybody that, that clicks on my videos, like full disclosure, I can tell that you do it. Now, I don't know who it is, mind you, but I know the analytics. Is the content being watched? Is it being dumped? It's not connecting. Um, how long are they watching for? And so some of those things are very important to me because I want to know, is the content I'm delivering to, to clients, prospects, just basic followers, is it enough for them to get and use? And are they continuing to feel that it's, that it's, it's important to them? So I, I want to know because just like you do, Chris, are, are people watching or are they after five seconds like, eh, this isn't, this isn't for me, I'm off. So I want to know that it's got to be one thing, easy to use. You know, obviously it, it must be intuitive. So same difference, but I also want the analytics to know, is this stuff that people are connecting with? And I think those items, if people can use them, see them, yeah, we'll do it. it and it's, it only takes, gosh, once I get used to it, Chris, just like you talked about, it takes only a few seconds for me to do a video and I'm done and out the door. Um, and I think that's important for people whether they own a business, what, you know, are they in sales? And for a lot of us, our personality styles. So, you know, can we just do it, get it out there and, and, and personalize it for our people? Absolutely. Um, so, so let's, let's dovetail that into video versus phone. And I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I, I think it's important. I think the audience can learn quite a bit from this piece of the discussion is, um, I have many years of experience doing inside sales, telesales, right? And, and I used to remember my manager telling me, Chris, smile and dial, smile and dial. Have you hit your number of calls today yet? Um, <laughs> and I look and I look back at that though, and, and now I understand the purpose. <laughs> now I understand how much hard work um, 
whether it's phone or video. But one of the things that I think is still missing, and I love your perspective on this, is, you know, when I get vendor calls, I, I'm still amazed at their inability to effectively articulate why they're calling me, okay? Um, the whole, hey, Chris, Johnny from Apple, ABC company, how are you today? You know, as opposed to cut to the chase, why are you calling me? In other words, what's your purpose? To me, yep. I use the three Ps, the purpose, process, path, right? Cut to the chase, explain to me your purpose, and then I'll make the decision whether you've earned my trust to continue the conversation. What say you along those lines, whether it's phone or video on tweaks that sales reps can make to just become more effective with engagement <laughs> as opposed to that old standby of, hey, Greg, this is Chris from Vidyard. How are you today? Yeah. Well, what are you what are you trying to sell me, right? Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's it's perfect. Cause here's the thing. It's it's always fascinating to me that there are so many people that aren't very good on the phone. This is this is I hate to be the bad guy here, and I always I love using this line. Here's a hint for everyone or a little secret. Sales mm -hmm. is boring. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Okay. Sales is boring because it's a process and it's a repeatable process. And for some of us that like to recreate the wheel, it's like, oh, I got to do this different. And that, no, 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 stop. Take a second. What is, what are you trying to accomplish? I think a lot of times people don't understand what the goal is. Some people are like, let me get an appointment. Some people are like, let me close business. All right, whatever it is, you got to stick to it. In my opinion, it should be, First of all, get past the gatekeeper, whoever that is. Number two, but have a reason for it. And what's the purpose of your of your call? And for me, it's to a, a lot of times to uncover, you know, for in our world, pain. Or, and enough for us. Does it make sense for us to have a meeting, whether that be on Zoom and or whether that be in person? And so, where I go, there's a couple things with it. First of all, let's stick with phone first, and then I'll go to video. Okay. Phone is still this. Most people. You have to, for right now, especially, it's important if you're not dialing for dollars, so to speak, then you need to use your network to get referrals, to get warm calls. And when I say warm calls, I'm not saying, hey, Chris, here's a number for, for Jeff. You need to give him a call. Oh, no, that's a warm cold call. Okay, now you, now you have a name and a number. That's it. What I'm talking about is, hey, you know what? Let me warm this up. I'm going to reach out to Jeff, see if it makes sense for the two of you to talk. If it does... I will set it up for you. I'll give each other emails, let them know that you'll be calling. You guys go from there. So that it's not this, that you, we all do enough dials, okay? I've been in the business a long time. I still do cold calls. I just did one. Someone referred me the other day. They didn't know I was calling. Not, a, not an abnormal. It is sometimes, but on occasion. So I had to know still how to handle it. And, and I just went ahead. And if, if Chris, and if we're doing it, it'd be like, hey, Chris, you, yeah, this is okay. What are you calling? Oh, name doesn't sound familiar. How about so-and-so that introduced us? Oh, I know that name. All right. Still probably don't understand why I'm calling. You mind if I take 30 seconds, tell you why I called and you can figure if we should keep talking or not. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Now it's, and it's just, it's, it's repeatable. It's constant. Most, most people don't recognize the fact that none of us, we're always busy. None of us want to be called, even our favorite people. It's usually a bad time. So some of those things are, look at, did I catch it a bad time? Because if you say, hey, did I catch it a good time? Of course you didn't. All right, that's an easy answer. 
All right. So, so first of all, that's, that's a first, like just opening statements on the phone. However, here's the flip side too. If you're going to give me the choice between video and phone, I want to choose video, but there's a reason why. Okay. All right. If I can get a video call with someone, I want that over a, a regular phone call. And the reason is it because, Hey, I hate making phone calls. No, that's not it. The reason is think about this. You're using 80% of your senses. Just like on, a po on this podcast, I'm using my hands. I have visual, all right? I can hear you talking. I have all of these things. So I get tonality. I get body language. I get words. I get all of those things. On the phone, you're only getting words and tone, and you, you're not able to see me. So if I can battle to get a, a virtual call of some sort, whether it be on Zoom, FaceTime, you name it, I'm going to fight for that. But it's typically, here's the caveat, I've typically warmed it up of some, of some sort. So there has to be a little bit of a, a gauging to get from just a strict call to a video call. Gotcha. Gotcha. Excellent. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So let's jump into um, full disclosure, folks. I, I took a training with Greg a couple years ago with the previous company, and I really loved um, that I think it was a two-day session, if I'm not mistaken, and you really delved into the USP, the unique selling proposition. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of it, Greg, why it's important to sales reps, and, and how it can help them become even more effective moving forward with that strategy. So here's the thing that, that I feel like I may shock your, um, okay. uh, your, your listeners with. Uh, I'm with you. You do have to have a unique selling proposition. You got to know what that means. You have to understand where it comes into play. Here's the difference. Most people, most salespeople or business owners, what they're trying to do is use that and steamroll it into a new, a new piece of business. Mm. And what I want people to understand is you need to use it to uncover the reasons why someone should buy from you. Meaning uh. those questions that you're asking that needs to be the stimulant. You know what you do well and why you do it well. You have to formulate your questions to uncover why that particular prospect would be a good fit for you. So think of it from this perspective. And my colleague, Matt Stevens, did a great job of training our clients on it this week. We talked about budget and decision-making processes of companies. And one of the things he used was a SWOT analysis. And mm. Most people, if, for those that don't know, you know, SWAT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yep. And what he was doing is, hey, think about all of the strengths your company, your products, your services provide for and what your competition does poorly. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean you're calling them out on it, but you're, you're poking holes in them subtly through the questions that you're asking. And so if you don't know what your unique uh, selling proposition is and why it's important and how you differentiate yourself from your competition, it's tough to formulate those questions to get you there. So it, it comes from this perspective. Am I telling or am I selling? If I'm telling them why I'm better, then you're not asking questions. They're listening. And at the end of the day, Chris, a listening prospect is no prospect at all. Well said. Well, well said. Wow. Very, very interesting and, 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 well, and insightful as well. Um, a, couple other, a couple other questions here. So let's talk about, and I have a couple, I feel bad. I have a couple of, of senior enterprise um, sales reps that, um, you know, they're, they're still searching for that, for that next, you know, um, opportunity, right? And their experience is really schmoozing, you know, face-to-face -face where, 
you know, they're enticing them with the gift card or, you know, they've got some type of shtick, right, that's worked in the past, pre-pandemic. Yeah. And it's allowed them to close, I mean, million-dollar type sales deals, right? What would you tell those types of individuals or what what types of um, advice would you give them moving forward during during this more of this virtual environment to really get them over the hump to kind of think about things differently as opposed to, you know, all that experience that they've had successfully, you know, with a lot of face-to-face -face interactions? Sure. So there's a couple things. So I've okay. been, it's funny, I've been, I've been, you know, training on virtual selling for a while now. And I did some talks last almost been a year in, in this pandemic where people have, have had less time to be face to face with one another, uh, whether it's personal or professional, but I keep thinking about this. That's a year. That is a year. What have you done in that year's time to better yourself? Now, here is the one thing that I would say, both from experience and learning from our clients and, and, and our interactions with companies, and it's this, and you mentioned it before, uh, from your past. I would send that enterprise person in the talk with the inside salespeople. Mm. The inside salespeople have actually have been working remotely, have been working with the phone, have been working with video now for way longer than the outside salespeople. Use that knowledge to your advantage. Go and talk to them. See what they've been doing. I think so many times we're looking outside of the organization to say, hey, we really need to go and, and do X, Y, and Z when in reality, yeah, they might still need to do that, okay, because maybe they don't have a selling system or what have you, but, but what they do need to do is take a look at what your team already has and who should we be talking with internally to help us get better, and that's the first thing I would say. If there is like a, like a tip or trick that I would say too, um, I would use it more so for your, uh, your clients, but there's a, um, a company that we use called thanks.com, which is spelled T-H-N-K-S, right? Thanks without the A. Thanks without the A. And so you have an opportunity to give back, give thanks uh, to either your clients or um, potential prospects and use that as a prospecting tool. It's small little gifts to brighten their day. Um, it's a great marketing, uh, great like selling into new accounts type thing, but you have to have a budget for it. So I, you know, if you got to be strategic with it, um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's just little gifts, coffee, like, um, uh, stuff on Amazon. They've got a relationship with them. Really cool little tidbits that you can do, but my biggest tip, go to your inside sales department, talk with them. They're great at, at this already. Um, they use it to, to open new accounts, talk with them. That's awesome. Um, lo love that tip and trick. So for those folks, your senior sales reps out there, utilize Greg's <laughs> advice. Cause I, you know, just from experience, obviously being an inside sales for, for many, many years that it will pay, it will pay dividends. I, I can assure you that. All right. We'll, we'll yeah. leave you with one last question, Greg is I want to talk about voicemails really quick. Cause again, this is another area I'm laughing because I'm still seeing way too many people get it wrong. So talk yeah. to me about your advice, your perspective on effectively leaving voicemails to entice them to call you back. Okay. So before I go there, I've got some, some tips. I want to hear from you. You just said that they're, they're getting it wrong. So give me a couple of examples of what you've heard yep. that you're like, it makes you want to pull your face off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, no, great. You know what? I love this. Great, great question. So um, I'll give you one, one example from a vendor. Hey, Chris, this is Johnny from ABC Technology Company. 
Um, hey, I want to talk to you about uh, you know our capabilities of our tool. When you have a moment, I love this. When you have a moment, give me a call back at you know five 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 one two one two. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm literally doing this. I'm uh, on camera because you're not you're not again you're not giving me the reason why like the purpose of hey you're not compelling me there's nothing in, enticing in your in your pitch and yeah. and i'm sure you're going to say practice your pitch but there's it was just so bland it's like i've heard that a thousand times that i'm getting gray hair telling you another example cuz i'm like guys and gals i mean know why you're calling and why it's important but also why is it beneficial to the person on the other so, uh, other line of that phone or the other the other side, I guess, is the best way to put it. Sure. So, no, it's, they're, they're great points. And that's why I wanted to ask, because there are, look, at, there's, there's a couple things. First of all, you have to have a compelling reason to call, call back. That's what you've got to give them. So if you don't, first of all, if you don't leave a message, you're not going to get a call back. And here's the other thing. Most people want to get cell phone numbers and that's all well and good. And I don't, I don't discourage that. But what I want people to think about is we all have cell phones. And we all have caller ID. And so most, and even Verizon now, if, if it's a spam call, they yep. it puts up potential spam. Yep. So my point is you better have a reason to get in touch with someone. And if you're calling, which we always promote, call higher up. Now, here's the other thing too. There are some things that I, I might give that might be like, people are like, I can't do that or I won't do that. And that's okay. First thing is um, I would say, look at Chris, Greg Coyne, uh, it's, it's important, not urgent that we talk 248-470-4818. Boom. And that's my message. And I want them to know now it's important for me, may not necessarily be for you, Chris, at the end of the day. And there are some things that I will point out. Sometimes you may get a call back and it might be hostile. Like people are like, Hey, you said it's important. I, I did. And I also said it was urgent. You mind if I take 30 seconds, tell you why I called yep. in the first place and you figure out whether we should keep talking. That's, I mean, boom, I just said that, you know, multiple times throughout this call, this podcast, it's, you got to know it. So that's one. Sometimes I may, uh, I know that someone's going to be like, why the heck did you have Greg do this? But one of the, sometimes I will, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm driving around Metro Detroit. I may dump, hey, hey, Chris, uh, 248-470-4818. This is Greg Coyne. I want to talk. Ah. So ah. here's the thing, you want to hear the rest of the message, you're going to have to call me back. So part of it is, look at your, this is, I'm not looking to trick people. What I am looking to do is leave a, a compelling message for you to call back. Now, whether that message beyond our talk, when you do call back is something that you want to do, I totally understand. Here's the other thing, folks. I have about a 30% return rate. So it's not the greatest in the world, not the worst. But I know what it is too. And that's something else I wrote down. Some of the things that everybody needs to do is track their information, whether it's videos, whether it's mm. phone calls, whatever. I got to know what my hit rate is or miss rate for that matter. So what does it look like? How do I improve on that? What are those things? If I'm not tracking it right now, if nothing else, Chris, that I can get to people, if you're not tracking what you need to do right now, start today. I love that. And I love that you brought analytics up at the very end metrics, because if you have a 30% hit rate, as an example, you know, you need to make a hundred calls a month and you yep. know that 30 of those are going to convert into a qualified conversation. That's awesome. Yeah. 
know where you're at, know where you stand, because if you don't know what, if you don't know where you're currently at from a quota standpoint or from a metric standpoint, you're, you're shooting blind, right? I mean, yes. that's a bad place to be. Awesome. Well, Greg, listen, thank you so much for being on the how to jab and knock out the competition with real sales and marketing results. Folks, if you need sales training, Sandler training, Greg is your guy. Reach out to him at any time. He'll be sure to help you with all the tips and tricks to make you a top performer with your company. Greg, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Chris. Have a great one. You too.